What's good, y'all? We're back in again the All Facts, no we have, uh, All Facts podcast here. I'm your host, Horace Ricard, and sorry I haven't been getting much content out lately, even though I should, because free agency is basically done. NFL's preseason, so we're all getting hyped. I'm not really a preseason guy because a lot of a lot of players play well in preseason, preseason, but don't turn out well in the NFL. It, it just happens a lot, so I'm not really going to say who's the best, who's the worst. My opinions are just valid. Like if you if you've heard my uh, uh, division rankings for each, uh, in the NFL, you should probably give that a listen. That basically sums up what I think about every team and like not not about the players, which this is what today's episode's about. But the last the last of uh, the, the last episode, I believe it was, is that. It talk, it talk, I talk about the divisions where the winners or the losers, what teams are neutral, what teams will probably make the playoffs. It's just that stuff. And this episode will probably be just focusing on my award predictions, and I'll probably give my dark horse, my dark horse candidates too. So just sit back and enjoy, especially if you're sitting down, whereas you probably are because you have nothing else to do. But here we go. So... The award I'm probably going to leave out is coach of the year because that really goes to whoever's the best, whatever teams, whatever team has the best record. And then it will just be given to that. Or like if it's a new coach and just completely turned the situation around, it's, I probably won't be giving my predictions there because I don't really know. (laughs) I really don't have a candidate for most for coach of the year. Oh, uh, sorry. Uh, somehow paused the recording and then it, I thought it was a new file file but it didn't that didn't happen so this episode I'll probably be ta- I'll be talking about my award predictions for the NFL of course NBA I'll probably have a separate episode I might have a guest over and yeah that's probably what I'm gonna do and I'll give my dark horse candidates like at the near end so my award predictions are really nothing new it's just it's just, this is just who I believe will win the award and a lot of a lot of these are just obvious answers. A lot of these are probably like uh, it's probably a lot of these are probably just boring picks, but I just really think this is gonna happen, which is why I'm gonna say my dark horse candidates so that I don't so that it is it doesn't seem boring. So I'll leave MVP for last actually I'll leave MVP for last, but we probably all know who the MVP is going to be, but I'll just start off with comeback player of the year. Comeback player of the year is an award where a player was either injured or had a really down year the year prior, and then they turn it they turn it around. They have a really great season the next year, and a lot of it is based on story, is a story based just because of the fact that last year Alex Smith won it, and he was really the worst starting quarterback. I can't blame him. It was because he was coming back from. A leg injury and he really could only walk on one leg like he had a terrible injury he only could walk on one leg and he came back and played that's comeback player of the year however this year i'll have dak prescott i'll have dak prescott winning it it's not really that like, this is kind of a boring pick because a lot of people expect dak prescott to come back healthy and fully efficient but the reason why it is Zach Prescott is because this is mainly a quarterback award. Last year, it was Alex Smith. The year prior, it was Ryan Tannehill. And I believe the year prior to that was, I forgot who, but that that's what it is. 
So I'll just say Dak Prescott last year, he had an, he had an injury and he was on pace to like throw for 6,000 yards, which is just insane. But he got injured like earlier in the season. And then now he's coming back from his injury and the Cowboys will have probably a top three offense just because they're, they're such a good offense. Although their coach, Mike McCarthy is kind of terrible. They have a pretty good offense. They probably, they have a pretty good offensive coordinator. So that's probably that's probably my Dak Prescott. The Dak Prescott's easily my uh, comeback player of the year. He's gonna put he's gonna put up great numbers. It's a quarterback award. Like a lot of these, actually, a lot of these are quarterback awards. It's a quarterback award. Dak Prescott will be the most efficient quarterback, maybe, maybe apart from like Ryan Tannehill. He'll put up great stats. Cowboys will have a great offense. They'll probably even make the playoffs. They'll probably win the division, as what I predicted. So that's that's that that's just what it is. And for Offensive Player of the Year, this, I was really hesitant to pick who and who not because at one side, I really think of Calvin Ridley and think he's going to win Offensive Player of the Year, but it's kind of hard for a receiver to win it because the only two receivers that have won Offensive Player of the Year are Jerry Rice and Michael Thomas. I don't know if Calvin really can put up a, gr- a great season like Michael Thomas in 2019 or Jerry Rice in, I believe, 1988, 1984, 1984. Uh, it, was one, it was one of those years. And actually, I could be wrong on either of those years because I, I don't really know much about Jerry Rice's trajectory of being like a top 10 receiver of all time but like if we but it's going to be hard for Calvin Ridley to win it and Patrick Mahomes and Derrick Henry it's kind of just obvious choices but Derrick Henry won it last year they might do like a voters fatigue because that's what they normally do but the fact I, I think this player will probably have a lot of touches like he'll probably carry the offense, and that is Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara, without with Michael Thomas out for like the first half of the season, he'll probably put up great statistical numbers. Like he'll probably have the best season of his career. The Saints are relying all on him. He's he was really great last year, and is uh, he's and he's probably a really he's a really good pure runner, and he's also a really good uh rece- receiving back, and. That's basically what I would think a offensive player of the year because majority of the award has really been to given to a quarterback or majority of the time the award has been given to a quarterback or a running back. And I think it would be a running back this year, just like how it was last year. But this time, but this time, uh, but if, but this time I think Alvin Kamara would probably get it and that's mainly just because of the fact the Saints will not be very great compared to last year and this year and Michael Thompson's out for like the first the first month the first month of the season so Alvin Kamara is going to get a lot of defensive attention and I, I believe he can probably I believe he can probably be a really great a really great uh, a, a really great I think he'll probably have a really great season for the Saints and moving on to my defensive player of the year. This might shock a lot of people because of the popular choices are like Miles Garrett, TJ Watt. I've seen, I've seen a lot of 
I've seen I've actually I haven't really seen a lot of Darius Leonard. I think I just saw it in one or two videos. And then I've also seen Aaron Donald, which he, of course Aaron Donald is probably like the most consistent defensive player in the and Miles Garrett, that makes sense. He'll probably have a high double team rate because he's really talented and he'll probably win a defensive player of the year at least once in his career. But I don't think this is the year. As for I'm just having a gut feeling. And I actually can back this up too. It's just for the fact that I have a really great feeling. Joey Bosa from the San, from the Los Angeles Chargers. I don't know why I said San Diego, but Joey Bosa from the Chargers, I think will have a really great season if he stays healthy. Like this dude is probably like a top three edge rusher in the league. And the, the Chargers are terrible defensively, apart from him and Derwin James. And if Joey Bose and they got rid of Melvin Ingram as he went to the Steelers and TJ Watt could actually be a defensive player of the year candidate is just for the fact that Melvin Ingram was a lot is a lot better than Bud Dupree and Bud Dupree was terrible last year. And if when you have Melvin Ingram, Cameron Hayward and and Melvin Ing- and TJ Watt in the same like if you have them attacking your offensive line, a lot of the pressure will probably be a lot of the pressure can probably go to Melvin Ingram or Cameron Hayward. And then that can make TJ Watt have a defensive player of the year season. Like he's done that before. And I think this could be the year where he finally gets it. But the reason why I have Joey Bosa over TJ Watt is just for the fact that this year, last year, they went, they went by Aaron Donald winning over TJ Watt. And the fact was that the reason why they did that. I don't know. I don't know why I'm reiterating that, but okay. The reason why I'm di- the reason why I'm saying this is just the reason why that happened is that Aaron Donald had a higher double team rate. He did. He had a lot more pressures. He had a lot. He had a higher pressure rate, and which is great. But this was which is great to evaluate how good of a defensive player of the year Aaron Donald the year Aaron Donald had. But this was the first year that they went by that rather than just pure stats, rather just sacks or um, sacks, tackles. Like this was really the only year they went by that, but they went by double team rate. They went by pressure weight. They went by high, high, high like ability to get the quarterback better. It's just, they went by more analytically than they did with just pure stats. But that's why this year, I do think Joey Bosa will get it just because of the fact that he's really, Brandon Staley, the head coach for the Rams of last year, is entering the Chargers this year. And what he really did was to make Aaron Donald run. Aaron Donald was easily like had is like basically all the detention the offensive line needs. He basically had a great secondary, a great de- depth at secondary, actually. And because of that, he was able to just rush pat, rush with Aaron Donald. And then because of the deep good, great secondary, they were able to, they were able to be one of the greatest defensive teams in the league. And this year, Joey Bosa will probably be that Aaron Donald to how Brandon Staley ran it last year. He probably won't run the same exact thing, but I think he'll probably do something similar where Joey Bosa will easily get all the defensive attention because he's so damn good and he's amazing. He'll probably get all. He'll probably get have a high pressure rate. He'll probably 
he'll probably uh, get double teamed a lot just because the fact that he's really the only above average guy on the Chargers defensive line. And that's really all I can say. And the reason I just think Joey Bosa is really talented too. I think he wins it at least once in his, in his career, just as like miles Garrett, but if Joey Bosa can stay healthy, which I do believe he can, at least this year, he can win. I think he'll win the defensive player of the year. It's not, it's not a shock to me if he doesn't. But if other guys like Aaron Donald, Miles Garrett, TJ Watt, even like a corner, maybe, maybe like Jalen Ramsey wins one. But like it will see how we'll see how the season pans out. But I do think Joey Bosa will win defensive player of the year. It's not, it's not a terrible take to have, in my opinion. As he also has like a really great deep bag pass rushing moves. He's a really great speed rusher. He's a really he's basically a top. I've said this before. He's a top three edge rusher up behind probably Miles Garrett and Khalil Mack. Like maybe he's better than Khalil Mack, but who well, I'll probably say not. But that's that's my different pick for defensive player of the year. So offensive rookie of the year and defensive rookie of the year. It's really or the offensive rookie is kind of an easy choice, and that's Trevor Lawrence. The reason why I have Trevor Lawrence is just Trevor Lawrence is just a generational talent. He's comes from the like of Andrew Luck, Peyton Manning, John Elway coming out of coming out of college. That's just that's just a once in a generation. And Jacksonville, Jacksonville is not, not a terrible situation, but it's also not a really good one. But it's I don't a lot of rookie offensive rookie of the year has really gone to the best has really been a quarterback award and I do think Trevor Lawrence will have the best rookie quarterback season because for the past two years this year Justin Herbert won it last year Kyler Murray there this cup of the, the season just passed was Justin Herbert last year was Kyler Murray and then before that was Baker Mayfield and I believe before that was Patrick Mahomes or you know because he didn't play all the years, so it couldn't have been him. Hmm. Or maybe it was Deshaun Watson. I don't well, – let me check. Was it Deshaun Watson? Was it Deshaun Watson? And even if it was Deshaun, you get the re- that recent trends prefer quarterbacks to win the Offensive Rookie of the Year. And it's really – it really isn't a – yeah, it really isn't a bad thing for Trevor. I know it's kind of a boring thing because a boring take because everyone knows Trevor Lawrence is good, and I know he hasn't played a snap, but like at least, at least, we all know Trevor Lawrence is just a really great. He'll be a great quarterback regardless if he doesn't really really live up to his expectations, and I think that's just everyone will understand. Everyone just knows how Trevor Lawrence is good. He has a really great arm. He has a really great, he has really great footwork. He's mobile. There's no, there's no way Trevor Lawrence will not win the award. I just think he'll probably have the best rookie quarterback season. And that's really it. That's really all I'm going to say about it. And defensive rookie of the year. I liked him coming out of the draft. I wanted my favorite team to draft him, but he got drafted before. And that is the edge rusher from Miami, Jalen Phillips. Jalen Phillips is so tech. His technical is very technically sound. Like he basically is. A lot of people have compared him, like as a prospect, like as a combination as the Watt brothers. He's very physical. He like he has a good. He has a deep bag of pass rush moves, 
And the Dolphins will probably be will probably have an elite front seven like they did last year. They probably won't play as good as last year, but they'll probably have it again. I do think Jalen Phillips with Brian Flores as his coach will easily just fix up his mechanics as he didn't really have a lot of he didn't really have a lot of uh weaknesses coming out coming out as a prospect but he did have but he does have injury concerns and that's really what's holding me back but i do think if this guy's healthy he'll win defensive rookie of the year he'll have he'll be probably the greatest he'll probably be the he actually could be the greatest rookie of that year and that's not just being that's not just being biased because I really liked him coming out as the draft, but he could be the greatest rookie of the year, like the greatest rookie of the year. Yeah. It's just really like, and a lot of edge rushers just tend to do well. Like Joey Bosa won it as his, won it as his rookie year. And it's, and I'm not saying he's like Joey Bosa, but Jalen Phillips is, is, is really the only problem is just really good. The only problem with him is just injuries. And I do think with Brian Flores as a coach, He'll probably be able to maintain his health and well, as in like he won't get a lot of the pressures in his first year. And he has and he can he won't probably be their dominant edge as he as I don't, uh, who, I don't know who else they have, but he can probably become the dominant edge of their team. As I believe last year, they uh, Kyle Van Noy is a linebacker. I, I'm forgetting his name, but. I, I think Jalen Phillips will be defensive rookie of the year. It's not it's not that difficult for me to pick him. And the MVP. The MVP is pretty obvious. It's Patrick Mahomes. Like this guy, <laughs> this guy's the obvious choice. It's just kind of boring just to say Patrick Mahomes is gonna win MVP, but Patrick Mahomes is so talented. Patrick Mahomes is so good. Patrick Mahomes is on a tier of his own for quarterbacks that there's no way. I can trust anyone else but him. Like he, like on another other candidates, I I can see like Josh Allen. I've seen Josh Allen being MVP. I've seen Lamar being MVP. I've seen Kyler Murray winning MVP. I've seen those takes. I've also seen, no, I've also seen, um, uh, yeah, I I did say Lamar. I've also seen Justin Herbert being an MVP candidate, but I don't think that's really gonna happen. But Really, Patrick Mahomes is really the only one that can consistently put up MVP stat, uh, MVP stats every single game. He's the obvious choice. He's probably going to be an MVP candidate even if he doesn't win it, but like he was last year. The only thing that's probably stopping him is injuries. That's all I got to say, just like a lot of other players. The only thing stopping him from winning MVP is his health, which is completely fine. But Mahomes is probably going to win a second MVP. So, yeah, it's, it's not – and it's probably not even going to be close either. Now I'll probably move on to my dark horse. My dark horse are just guys that I think can have a really great year, but they probably won't get as much recognition. And they'll probably have a great impact to their team. And that's really what I'm going to – and I'll probably start with uh, MVP again. Because my dark horse MVP is easily my one of my favorite players, Kyler Murray. The reason why I have him, I believe Cardinals will have a really great year as with all those additions. I really think, I really think Kyler Murray has a really high ceiling, and he'll probably 
he'll be great as a rusher and he'll be great as a passer. I really do think this year they'll take another leap. And a lot of people are doubting that, but I believe in my, my guy, Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray can easily elevate the run game. And I think this year he'll easily elevate that passing game as he has a really great receipt. He doesn't really have a great receiving core, but he does have a good receiving or going forward as DeAndre Hopkins is there. AJ Green was showing flashes as in training. He was showing flashes in training camp. Uh, uh, Christian Kirk is a pretty great, is a pretty great route runner. And Rondell Moore is really great after the catch. So he has a really great receiving core and his rushing game will probably, will probably, his rushing game, like his running back core will probably be a lot better than it was last year with Chase Edmonds and James Conner instead of Kenyon Drake. And his offensive line is easily probably going to be better this year too. So the only problem with Kyler Murray is just Cliff Kingsbury, but there's actually a stat where there's actually a stat I, I, and there's actually a stat that shows that Kyler Murray is really when teams relied on their quarterback to make plays with zero timeouts, with only just a couple, with a lot of dropbacks, Kyler Murray was number one. The reason why Kyler Murray was number one is just because of the fact that Arizona, Arizona basically relied on him to run the offense. They made him do the play calling. They made him do all the, and He's he's number one on that list just because Cliff Kingsbury is not that great of a coach and Kyler Murray is not really he, he is he is if I am if he on his decision making but when he makes the decisions then it just shows I believe Kyler Murray can just take the next step because if he can read a lot of defenses and he's really mobile and he has a great deep ball there's no way I can sleep on Kyler Murray this year as he's my dark horse MVP candidate. My dark horse for offensive rookie offensive player of the year. I really, I really can't say Calvin Ridley because everyone expects him to have a really great season. And I could say Darren Waller, but the fact that tight ends don't really win the award is just, or maybe he can become the first. He can become the first, who knows? Yeah, but I don't, I don't know. I don't know whether whether or not um, Darren Waller will actually be a candidate just because of the fact that he's a tight end. And that's why I'm kind of iffy on just picking uh, Kyle Pitts for, for offensive rookie of the year. But it's just, I don't really know who else can take it because last, Offensive rookie of the year, uh, offensive player of the year has really been a quarterback or like running back war. And I said this before, but I don't really see, I don't really see anyone else winning it apart from like maybe Patrick Mahomes as well. Cause he, because he won MVP in 2018 and he also won, uh, and he also won, um, uh, uh, Oh, and he also won uh, Offensive Player of the Year, man. I don't know why it took me that long to say it. But uh, my Dark Horse MVP candidate, well, uh, not MVP, my Dark Horse Offensive Player of the Year candidate is probably Dalvin Cook. And the reason why I have Dalvin Cook is because the Vikings are a very run-heavy team. The Vikings are a run-heavy team. They have elite receivers. They, have, they got a, a way better offensive line than they did before. 
the Vikings are just a much better team now. And Dalvin Cook, I, th- I believe, will take the rushing title. Like, this will finally be his year because his offensive line will improve. And, uh, yeah, I just believe Dalvin Cook will get the, the offensive rookie, the, uh, offensive player of the year. It's just he'll probably run for, like, maybe uh, 1,700 yards and get the rushing title. I don't know. And he'll probably have great scrimmage yards because he's a, also a decent receiving back. With the Vikings being with the Vikings improvement and they're a run heavy team, I just can't see Dalvin Cook winning the award. And and for defensive player of the year, my dark horse, I don't really know. My dark horse will probably be. This is really tough. I, I, I didn't really have a list. Like, I just have a list of players, and it's really tough to just say because Miles Garrett, Aaron Donald, TJ Watt are really great uh, defensive players that could come out with the award. And the corners can win it too, but having a high – playing corner consistently at a high level is really hard to do. So that's why I'm, I'm really iffy on picking, like, any corner – except for like Jalen Ramsey, because he's been really consistent with it. But if I were to choose a dark horse, I'd probably go Minka Fitzpatrick as the safety. And the reason why I'm picking a safety is just that Minka Fitzpatrick does so much for that Steelers offense and it's and a defense, I mean, does so much for that does so much for that Steelers defense. It's just it's it's just really hard to just think otherwise. And it I don't know if a safety has ever won it before. Back from like Troy Palomalu in like 2010. But I I, I don't I, I really do think a safety can win it this year. And it's not a very bad take to have. And I can say I can say a lot of players like Jesse Bates, Justin Simmons, uh, uh, Tyron Matthew, Buda Baker. Those guys are really elite safeties, but I think Minka Fitzpatrick will probably be in that con- conversation for Defensive Player of the Year. He'll bring Seabrick because he'll probably bring so much to that Steelers defense, and the Steelers defense will probably be like a top 10 defense again because of how Mike Tomlin coaches well. And that's probably all. that's probably all I got to say. And for Offensive Rookie of the Year, my dark horse candidate is probably Rashad Bateman. And the reason why I'm picking Rashad Bateman is because I liked him coming out of the draft. I like the fact that he went to the Baltimore Ravens. And the fact that he's going on the Baltimore Ravens, he could be the wide receiver one on a Super Bowl contending team. That's just insane. Like he could be as a rookie, can be the not one not wide receiver number one on a Super Bowl contending team, and he'll probably have a really great season too. Although the the Ravens are a pretty good power, really have a power run scheme. The fact that Rashad Bateman does have a as has a huge catch radius, he is really great route runner. He'll probably be the most targeted receiver on that Ravens offense. And I, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't have a problem with him. I wouldn't really have, I really can see him being the number one receiver. And I do, I wouldn't really have a problem with him winning offensive rookie of the year. 
I don't see it happening because he's a receiver, and I don't know. Because last year, Justin Jefferson had a top five receiving year, and they chose not to give it to him. But maybe Rashad Bateman will be this year's Jefferson. As I said this before, he's probably the best receiver in the draft class. A lot of people say Chase, Smith, Waddle, but really the only guy I really can say is better than Bateman is Smith, and they're, it's pretty close. But the, Rashad Bateman is probably going to be an offensive rookie of the year candidate, but I don't see it happen. I don't see it happening just because Justin Jefferson last year, top five receiving year. No, you could I couldn't name like five receivers better than Justin Jefferson last year, but I, I but I don't see if, if Rashad Bateman puts up top five receiving year and wins it, then it's going to be tough. It's going to be really tough for Justin Jefferson, but. I, I have him as an offensive rookie of the year candidate. As for defensive rookie of the year, this I I don't know if this can come as a shock, but J.C. Horn from the Carolina Panthers, I do believe can be defensive rookie of the year or a dark horse candidate. He's my dark horse candidate for defensive rookie of the year. J.C. Horn is a really great corner and. It's, in my opinion, he was like a corner. He was like the corner, cornerback one A and one B. Between it was tied between him and Sertan. But with Sertan gone to Denver on a stacked secondary, and him and Horn going to Carolina, where their defense isn't really as special, I'm gonna have to go with Horn winning this award and well, being a dark horse MVP can a dark horse candidate. And Horn is really athletic. He really he 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 really he guarded Kyle Pitts and he was able to withstand air. He wasn't he wouldn't play really well. He didn't lock him up, but he did a pretty good job on him. And I do believe he has all the traits to be a really great corner in the league. As he really as basically for the pat in his college days, he when he played Alabama, Jerry Judy, Jalen Wall, Devontae Smith, and along with Kyle Pitts, like th- this guy has dealt with so much NFL talent. Like I don't see him. I don't see him being a. I don't see him being a fail in the NFL. Like I don't see. I see him being a true successful cornerback in the NFL. Like it's not. I don't. I don't know how he can't be. With dealing with all that in college, there's no way you can't be terrible in the NFL. Also, the scout, the scout, that scout, uh, the scout for Alabama that. Scouts the receiver that gets the receiver, you deserve a massive race. Like, how the hell do you get Jerry Judy, Jalen Waddle, Devontae Smith, and Najee? You get them all in one. You get basically the, the first round talent receivers like every single year. Henry Ruggs, too. Like, that's just that's just insane. And I think that's all of it. But comeback player of the year, my dark horse. I'm not really a good Joe, I'm not really a huge Joe Burrow believer. But if I were to choose, I wouldn't really say Odell because a lot of people are saying his. A lot of people are saying him. But if I were to pick comeback player of the year, it would be Saquon Barkley. As last year, he wasn't really great. He wasn't he or he was great, but he just got injured, which has always been a problem with him. He just can't stay healthy. But this year, if he can stay healthy, he'll put up amazing stats because he's so talented. And the Giants' offensive line is just terrible, but he he has a really great. And you could say because of his injuries, he might be slower than 
what he actually is, but I don't, I, I don't see it as I, I, every single injury he's gotten, he's always come back strong or he's like played well apart from like another injury. But I do think if he can stay healthy, he's going to be a candidate for uh comeback player of the year. And he's my dark horse candidate. And yeah, that's all that's that's that wraps up basically everything I want to say. I'll probably drop another another uh episode with about talking about NBA free agency, going how about by how each team going by each team and showing how or just saying or just giving my opinion on how they did this offseason. Probably won't do any grading just because it's kind of it's kind of hard to grade. But I probably will I might do give a grading, but we'll see. We'll see about we'll see when the the future what happens. And I hope you guys like the new the new uh change I made. But if that's it, then this is the All Facts Podcast and a horse car. And that's it.